Hello and welcome to the Feminine as Fuck podcast. I'm your host, Monica Yates, a period and women's life coach, where I help women to harness the power of their period and connect back to their true superpowers. In these episodes, we'll be talking about all things periods, vaginas, hormones, women's health, sex, confidence, food, femininity, and all the stuff that goes through our heads. You will walk away from each episode with new nuggets and truth bombs, as I don't seem to have a filter and I love talking about all the shit that people are too afraid to say, but everyone is thinking. Hello, everybody. I feel like I haven't recorded a podcast in a while, but it's only been like a week, except it feels like it's been forever because I've done so much in the week. So if you don't already know, I'm currently in New York City, which is my soul home. And I say it's my soul home because I spent um, the beginning of my childhood here. I grew up here, Upper West Side, and then we moved um, up to Scarsdale, which is like the suburbs. Um, so whenever I'm back here, I feel really comfortable and really at home and at ease and everything flows so much more easily. And so I was thinking about what I wanted to talk about today, and I'm going to talk a little bit about grounding and your environment and that sort of stuff, but I also want to talk about the feminine and flow um, and how to tap more into your feminine. And what's actually really been interesting for me to observe whilst I've been in New York, um, and it's so nice and chilly today, and I got a cup of tea, and I'm just like, oh, loving all the vibes. Um, what's been really nice to observe is that I've actually been the least stressed that I've been in a while whilst I've been here and I'm not here on a holiday like that's not what this is I am here working of course like I've you know I'm doing stuff during the day and then I'm working like pretty much half days um what's really interesting is that like I've been getting more work done more productive in those smaller amount of time slots that I give myself um you know, but having great client sessions still, but making money with new people that have signed up to my mastermind and my amazing academy. Um, And I've just really been like fucking living life. And I've been so in flow and so less stressed in the city that never sleeps. Like for most people, and this is really like dependent on your personality type and like you as a person, for most people, for a lot of people at least, New York is very intense, very draining. Um, You know, they find the city too... um, too on and like it can make you quite anxious but for me it makes me feel so grounded which is random right like you think for me like being by the ocean and being in nature makes you feel really grounded but I just feel it's easy like not everything in life you want to be easy and comfortable hell no but being in New York it just feels fucking right it feels comfortable and it just feels like everything is just like yes anyway so I just did an Instagram post actually this morning, New York time this morning, and I was talking about how, um, you know, if you don't change yourself and your environment, then you can't expect you to get the results that you want to get. It actually is. I wrote down um, like the quote little thing that I said was, we cannot become who we are by remaining where we are. Now that can mean in terms of you doing your own personal growth stuff and hiring kinesiologists, coaches, blah, 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 going to events. But more than that, it can also be where you live and your environment. And obviously for some people, they can't get out of certain situations, but I'm talking about, if you're listening to my podcast, you've got the freedom. If you're listening to my podcast, you have the freedom to be able to get out of your situation. Everything in life is a choice. No, we don't have a choice about what family we're born into, but we have a choice with how we can respond to certain situations and how we choose to move forward with our lives. And despite, you know, a lot of people and including myself for a while, believing that my job wasn't a real job or that you couldn't make a lot of money out of it, a lot of money out of it and you couldn't be successful doing it. I've proven to myself that in less than a year, I am able to travel and earn money at the same time. Like I'm obviously working at the same time, but I can just be like, I want to, you know, work in New York for a week 
and I can just fly and work in New York for a week or I can go to Europe in the middle of the year and I'm not there for a holiday, like I'm there for a bit of both, but I'm actually there to also just work because I'm like, I want to work in Europe for a couple of weeks. Like you have the power to create that for yourself. Um, and of course, for some people that doesn't actually serve them and that's totally fine. But if you are somebody that loves personal development and wants to be a coach that wants to do this, or whether you're a kinesiologist or anything else that you can do remotely, you have the power to make this happen for yourself 100%. We are so fortunate in this modern world that there's really barely any excuse for you not be, not wanting to live, not, not, not wanting, but not actually choosing to live your dream life. You can choose if you want to, to be miserable as fuck, that's fine. But then don't complain about not having what you want. If you want your dream life, you can fucking get your dream life. It's just about asking the question how badly you want it. But this is where also what I really want to tie in, that it's quite interesting for me to just observe with being in this really, really fast-paced city. I mean, I feel very comfortable and very at home and it's all very at ease. And yes, I am the crazy chick that walks a million miles an hour down the street because that's just me also in Sydney. Like I'm a fucking fast walker. I'm a woman on a mission. But what's been very interesting is that I've been so grounded and so in flow, which I wasn't expecting. I was actually like a little bit, um, not concerned, but a little bit like interested to know whether I would fall back into my masculine with being in New York. But I feel very feminine and I feel probably, you know, the most sort of in flow and chilled out and laid back and feminine-y, feminine-y, not airy-fairy, but feminine in touch with myself and my work and really comfortable and cozy and I feel like the both this is the most I have been in a while and I've been doing so much work on my feminine of course but just to it's it's almost like because the city is so fast-paced it almost in a way really encourages me to tap in and to slow down more so than when I'm living in Sydney in a more slower paced environment so that's been quite interesting to just to note um, and it's almost like it's provided this, you know, means for me to choose to slow down. Whereas in Sydney, because it is a lot slower living by the beach, I choose to speed it up. So I hope that kind of makes sense. So as because in New York, the city is so fast, I am choosing for myself to slow down, which is great for my feminine. Whereas in Sydney, because it is a slower paced city because I'm living by the beach, I then choose to speed things up because I need to be in some sort of like middle ground in terms of speed. And if I'm going too fast, that's going to be too my masculine. But if I'm going too slow, I'm like, what the fuck is happening with my life? Um, but anyway, so I wanted to talk today about like getting to the feminine, tapping into that area of yourself. So firstly, if you are thinking that the feminine is more inadequate, more weak, slower in terms of like, you know, growth, or she's not as successful, or she's a little airy-fairy, all of those words and feelings that you have with the feminine in terms of like airy-fairy, soft and weepy, too emotional, all that crap, then you have the image of the false wounded feminine in your mind. And that's the sort of image that society's put on us for the past sort of, you know, 10 or so years, especially around this feminism time um, where this feminist movement has made women get so dogmatic because they think that by being a woman that they're like weak or whatever. And I'm like, no, guys, I'm sorry, my feminine rant, feminist rant is like, we are just as awesome as men. We're just different. Can we all please play to our strengths? And like I was saying to my mastermind girls the other night, actually, or morning, it was, no, it was my night, their morning. Um, I was actually, the amount of guys I've had conversations with lately about, and this is something I really want you guys to hone in on, 
for your own sake and for the sake of your relationships is the amount of men that are sick of women being so dogmatic and so like um masculine and not in their fierce feminine but in like this dogmatic like crush men mentality it's fucking a polarity men don't like it and unfortunately this feminist movement has really kind of made it go way too extreme where women are like so in this whole girl power mentality that it's girl power crushing men as opposed to just staying in our own lanes as opposed to playing to our own strengths and our creativity and all the things that we're great at and our flow and our grounding nature and our nurturing nature. We view that as bad or weak or some other fucking crap. So we're going too into the masculine, which is really affecting the polarity in our relationships. And it's making us miserable because for 90% of women, our soul, our soul is feminine. For 10% of women, their soul is masculine. So that's fine. But for 90% of us, our soul is feminine. So when we are pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing to the masculine, we drain ourselves into the ground and we are pushing against a fucking brick wall because we don't want to do it. So some signs, for example, of excess um, masculine energy in women is feeling significantly disconnected from your emotions and sensations, um, locating a sense of self-worth from outside yourself. So material success, um, the opinion of others, how high up rank, how highly up the rank you are at work, whatever, you know what I'm trying to say, I'm a bit tired, my voice is croaky as fuck, but we're going to go with the sexy husky vibes, um, some other signs of excess masculine energy in women is like finding it difficult to give and receive, um, nurturing and intimacy, finding it really challenging to give and receive compliments is a big one, uh, another one is like finding it difficult to give and receive pleasure during sex and intimacy, Um, having fewer verbal skills for building deeper relationships with friends and family, being unable to fully get projects up and running the way you envision them, feeling isolated, unsupported, um, constantly having this crazy ass need to control everything, um, having this do-do-do, go-go-go mentality all the time when you just feel exhausted. Those are some of the signs of excess masculine energy. So even for example, like in the morning, if you wake up and you review your goals and to-do list for the day and then you plan how you're going to get it all done and then you try and stick to everything like freaking clockwork and you're yelling at the kids to get out of the house, or you're yelling at your partner like hurry the fuck up in the shower, um, you're throwing lunches and pushing people around the house, you are somehow then at your desk and you don't even remember the morning. That is like serious masculine energy in the morning. And then like when you come home, and this is a big problem, is for a lot of us women, we are like a little more masculine in the workplace and that's fine, but you need to be able to switch it off when you get home. Because if you can't switch it off when you get home and you bring that masculine energy home, you fuck the polarity when you go home to your husband and your boyfriend. And if both you and your masculine partner are both in your masculine, you're just going to be buddy heads the whole time. You will not feel that sexual polarity. Your intimacy will not be as amazing. But if you walked through the door and if your door was like your trigger to, as in like a good trigger, like a reminder to step into your sexy ass feminine, imagine how your polar- your difference, like imagine the polarity and the change that you would have between you and your husband or you and your partner. The amount of times my clients have just like changed one thing within them and said nothing to their partner, they've literally shifted their energy and how they're showing up and showing up in a more feminine way. And then all of a sudden their husband or their partner is all like super masculine and sexy and they're like, what the fuck is happening? I'm like, yeah, it's not even surprising. Because when you are constantly in your masculine, they don't like that because they like the great grounding, soft, nurturing energy from us, much like we like that, you know, being like protected and the strong and the, and the, you know, um, 
you know, like vibe that guys give off and it's just like sexy and they make us feel safe. Yeah. Well, we do that, but like the opposite in terms of like, we make them feel grounded and we, you know, really help them tap more into their emotions. And we're like the doorway for their vulnerability. We are the cure for a man's um, perfectionism. So if you are a woman and you have a lot of like perfectionism issues, that's because you are not in your feminine. Because when the feminine's in her body, there's no such thing as perfectionism. Whereas when you're in your head, perfectionism comes, like you can only, the idea of perfectionism, you have to have something to base your idea of perfect on, right? So you are comparing yourself to other people. You are in your head. You are overanalyzing. You are, you know, um, living in the past or the future. You're not being fully present in this time and space like the feminine is. So if you have this idea of perfectionism like a lot of men do and not necessarily in their looks but in other areas of life, that is you being too in your masculine. The feminine is the cure for a man's obsessive perfectionism and tapping into the feminine is our cure for our own masculinity within us that is obsessed with perfectionism. And if you, you know, uh, if, if men don't embrace the fullness of life of feminine change, then they become one-sided much like if women don't embrace the fullness of life and feminine of cha- feminine um, change, then they become one-sided and masculine. Men need to learn that, that um, what men need to learn is that they want light, radiance, and energy in their life. And they need to embrace all the changes and the so-called blemishes too. Much like the feminine part of a woman needs to also learn this. She needs to learn that we that she wants light, radiance, and energy, and that she needs to embrace the changes and the so-called blemishes in her life too. And this is the key piece with like um, confidence and stuff. When you start looking at your blemishes as a part of you that you love, just literally start being like, I fucking love that part about myself. I love that dimple. I love that freckled hair. I love my curly hair. That you used to call your your like um your problems or your blemishes or your fault your um are they called faults yeah whatever you know what I mean you used to call them that start changing your language you know when you're in a relationship how you tend to actually love the blemishes about your partner yeah why don't you start doing that to yourself okay um the other thing is with the feminine and the flow that I've really noticed and even I was having just we we're having a, I was having a beautiful dinner tonight with a friend at um ABC kitchen which is a farm to table kitchen in um in New York and it's really really beautiful food and it's so funny we're having like an amazing time and then um our food was running really really late it was a bit of a stuff up or whatever and so then the guy came over and offered us a glass of free wine like on the house and then we got some olives and like more sparkling water that was on them like amazing amazing like so much abundance so much just like gratitude for that and it just shows that abundance comes in every form but I was saying to her that when you are living in flow everything is easy like I was saying this to a client right a client that's a coach and she you know we were talking about how you know she wants to have x amount of numbers right she's got in her head I've got to have x amount of clients blah 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 and we were talking about like why do you need x amount of clients like what if you were in this present moment right fucking now and you were so appreciative of the four clients that you've got right now What if that was success? What if exactly having four clients was perfection? Because by you having four clients now, maybe, you know, in three months' time, you could have 20 clients, but you needed to only have four clients right now. So what if you started believing that exactly as things are meant to happen right now, they are happening perfectly correct and you are so successful and so abundant exactly as you are right now? Okay, that's being in the feminine. That that is being in the feminine, that is being in a state of flow and not the state of push and hustle and do and achieve and go and make some great ass plan. One of my old business coaches, who was like my business strategy coach, um, 
one thing I really didn't agree with her on was like when I said to her, like, I need, I want to hit a, um, like, I want, uh, I desire, I know that I can, it's within me to hit a six-figure year this year. It was like, why, 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 why? Okay, how are we going to map this out? Let's do plans, calculators, numbers. And I was like, no, no, we're not doing that. And the reason I was like, no, and I've got no fucking, like, crazy-ass written-down plan of how it's going to happen is because I have so, I'm so in my feminine in a good way, and I've got a really good balance between my feminine and my masculine, but also I'm very into, in my fierce feminine and in, like, an intuitive warrior feminine as, as opposed to um, a wounded feminine or, like, I'm too in my feminine that I get nothing done. I'm not like that, right? We want to have a good balance, but... Because I'm so tapped in and because I'm so in flow and because I'm so trusting and because I'm so intuitive now because I've done all of the work, it's like, oh, I just know I'm going to get there. And I drop the how. It's just that I'm taking inspired action, flowing, inviting people to join things. I am giving value all the time. I'm doing my podcast. I'm showing up all the time. And the women that feel cold and feel like, yes, I need this, they're going to come to me. And I don't need to push. I don't need to hustle. I'm not doing any of that. I used to do that. I used to think that's how I got clients. Or whatever. But let me tell you, as soon as I tapped into my feminine, that is when I started making five-figure months. That is when I started getting, you know, doing the group coaching and getting and having sold out courses within less than two weeks. That is where it all came because this amazing state of flow of everything is perfect as it is. And we're just going to flow through life because life is so fucking easy. Not this obsessive perfectionism that if I don't achieve this, where I'm a failure. Because the primary masculine fear is the fear of failure. The primary feminine fear is the fear of rejection in a relationship or the fear of loss of love. But if you as the feminine can believe that you have so much love that you can't lose, then you don't have that fear. But if you're too in your masculine, you will have this fear of fear of failure in life. And that's where it's really important to actually be more in your feminine because then you're not afraid of failing because that's not a fear of yours anymore. You know that you're not a failure. You know that you're perfect the way you are and that everything's just flowing and everything's amazing. And of course, these fears between you and your man and your jumping back to relationships now, these different fears between your fear of fear of loss of love and then his fear of failure, they're going to motivate you differently. And it's really important to understand these differences because if you understand these differences, it will make so much more sense when like your man is going through a rough time at work and he's not focusing as much on you. It's just not because he doesn't, it's not because he doesn't love you. It's because their primary fear is fear of failure. And when you can respect that and hold the space for that, everything becomes easier. When he's focusing on work and he's not giving you the love that you want because he's trying to do emails and like finish a deal or whatever if you imagine what would happen imagine what would happen if you were like don't worry babe like I'm just gonna sit and read in bed like I'm super happy you do you do your work how supported would he feel how nurtured would he feel and that's you being in the feminine and it's almost guaranteed that he's gonna love you more for that and you're gonna have better sex that night for that Whereas if you're hounding on his back, why don't you love me? Why don't you love me? And he's like, go away. And then you get frustrated because you feel he doesn't love you. But in his mind, you're like, why does this chick need so much love? In his mind, sorry. He's like, why does she need so much love? And it's because you don't understand him and he doesn't understand you. But as soon as you understand that his first priority in life is his purpose and his goal, and your first priority in life is love and relationships, everything becomes easier. So for example, during those times where like it's stressful for him at work, what if you prioritize your self-care? What if you prioritize going out with girlfriends and making an effort like that, right? Then you wouldn't be craving this love from him. But if you are craving it from him, you're not giving it to yourself in, um, in other aspects of life. The, 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 number one, the number one need for, woman, for a woman isn't love from her man. It's just love and relationships. 
You can get that from family, from friends, from yourself. And that's what I want you guys to start looking at. You don't need to get this stuff externally. Of course, having a man in your life is the most amazing thing, but he is the cherry on top to your already perfect cupcake. You do not want to go into a relationship wounded because it will only fuck things up more for you and it will only mess with your mind more. And as I tell my clients, we don't do no mind messing. Monica doesn't do no gray areas. It is black or white. There is no gray. There is no like, oh, what if, what if? No, fuck that shit. You're either in or you're out. Because the man that wants to be with you doesn't play the games. He doesn't leave you in the gray area because he understands that the gray area is fucking rude and shit for you. And he doesn't like being in the gray area either. 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 What am I trying to say? Either. So the true obligation in a relationship for both men and women is to transcend the changing flow of emotions and thought and directly give love. The key is the daily practice of intimacy with yourself. That doesn't mean you need to go give yourself an orgasm. That means you loving up yourself in whatever way that is. That could be going for a walk, doing Pilates. Oh, shit, I better get to bed soon. I've got Pilates in the morning. Doing Pilates, cooking yourself food, having a bath, going shopping, whatever it is that makes you feel close to yourself, that's what you need to do. You need, no matter what you are feeling or thinking, you need to practice giving and receiving love both to yourselves and to others. Because when you do that and you get that number one priority for yourself of love and relationships done, then you can work on the business side of things and the other side of things. But it's really important to understand this feminine need in ourselves. If you are going a million miles an hour with your business, that's fantastic, but you are never going to feel full because you are a woman. And if you are triggered by this saying, but like, that's a weakness. No, it's not a weakness. It's not a weakness at all. It's called men and women are different. Do not view the fact that you can't make your career your number one thing as a weakness. It is absolutely not a weakness. Imagine how miserable the world would be if every single one of us only cared about our job. None of us would be in relationships. There would be not much love in the world. There'd be not much healing. Women are healing. Women are healers. That's why we very often just want to like help everyone, take everybody under our belt. You know, we, we are very empathetic towards other people because we naturally are healers when we are open and when our womb is clear. But if your womb isn't clear and if you're not open and if you aren't in your divine feminine, it will fuck every area of your life. And I honestly cannot express to you. And I want to, if you don't know my full story, I really want you to know that I used to be such a masculine person. Like it ruined past relationships. I would be in relationships with very masculine men that would fucking ruin it because I'd be like, fuck off, you're being so annoying. Like, I don't need to be feminine, like blah, blah, blah. Like there was also elements where like he was trying to change my personality and I was like, fuck off, I'm not changing my personality for you. You know, like Cancer and Sagittarius don't exactly mix very well and it's funny how I keep getting in relationships with like Sagittarius guys, uh, sorry, Cancer guys and I'm like, this just does not work for me. Anyway, whatever. Um, Because they're all like emotion and stuff like that and I'm like really like um, fiery and like not the most grounded person. I'm like a little bit... um, just fiery and very, very spontaneous, which for the cancer can sometimes be really overwhelming. Anyway, beside the point, the point being is that I used to be such a a masculine woman, as in I would drive and go and do and hustle, hustle, hustle. I thought it was fun. I thought it it showed that I was being successful and I was quote unquote like hashtag crushing life and being a hashtag girl boss. No way. And I cannot tell you how much harder life was in every area of my life. Like I had ski accidents, I had broken fingers, I had jaw surgery, I kept getting sick, I had Quincy, like, who the fuck gets Quincy? It's like tonsillitis times a million, like, 
how does it even happen? Well, it happened to me because I was just constantly pushing and pushing and pushing and going and going and going and being so in my masculine. But as soon as I did all of this healing, like I actually can't even express to you enough. Words don't do it justice to how I feel so in flow. Like it is so easy. Like life is so easy. Making money is easy. Work is easy. Balance is not even balance. It's integration. And it all becomes so easy. I mean, right now I'm in New York. I've been out for a beautiful dinner. Um, I, you know, I've been shopping this morning. I like, it's just... I'm going and I've got two and a half more weeks of travel, but I'm working at the same time because that's like an amazing gift that I can give myself because I've created this life for myself and I've chosen this. And this is what really served me, but I'm so in my feminine flow that it allows me to also manifest this a lot more easily than when I was in my masculine. Um, So when a woman is in her masculine energy, she will make the same choice as a man, freedom over love. And when men enter more deeply into a relationship, they feel their attention being more absorbed in love for you. And this can really scare them. So they imagine that their freedom is like decreasing. And then, of course, they react by pulling out, by pulling away, by refusing to make a commitment to the relationship. And this is especially shown in an increase in the period of depth, sorry, a decrease in the depth of intimacy. So it's really important to understand that it is a woman's role in the relationship. Generally speaking, there's 90% of us, as I said before, 90% of women have, you know, majority of them, that they're, they're, um, they're mainly feminine. And then there's a little bit of them that are masculine. And then there is 10% of women that are more masculine than feminine. But I'm just speaking generally for the general consensus of women that are feminine. It is your job for yourself and for your man, for your relationship to Open up that doorway for him to be vulnerable, for him to soften, for him to show emotion. Because often when a man is vulnerable, he may not talk about his feelings much. When a man is vulnerable, he usually talks about his vision or his lack of it. So if you're in a relationship and your man is really opening up, is your man is really opening up to you about your vision and lack of it, that's actually his way of showing vulnerability. And that's something that you really need to honor and understand and not be like, why don't you say that you love me? Because he doesn't need to say that. He actually is showing you by saying, you know, like I'm struggling with work or work, like he'll be talking about his purpose or his mission. They are When they are talking about their mission and their purpose, they are opening some of the most central parts of themselves to you. And most women actually find their purpose inside of an intimate relationship, whereas most most men, like I've been saying, find their purpose outside of an intimate relationship. So I want you to also be thinking that if you are stuck in your masculine energy, how is this affecting your relationship? How is this showing up in your relationship, your lack of intimacy or your husband or boyfriend's lack of masculinity and how it's also showing up in your job and then how you come home and how you show up. Because like I was saying before with the whole like, if you're both in your masculine all the time, you're really going to be wrecking that polarity. So coming home and doing something for yourself really quick, can be one minute that's going to tap you back into your feminine is so fucking valuable. So that might be having a shower or meditating for five minutes or pulling a tarot card or journaling or lighting some candles or having a cup of tea and just sitting, 
Whatever it is, it's fine. But I want you to think about one thing that you can do that will really help you to step more into your feminine when you come home. And I even do this like before I'm going out or before I'm seeing girlfriends or before I'm, you know, going on a date, whatever it is. What is something that I can do to make sure that I'm really out of my masculine and I'm really tapped into the feminine and really just softening and not emasculating men because we emasculate men so fucking much and it's so bloody bad because then they don't want to be masculine at all and we shut them down so another thing I also want to mention is that I want you to also think about how if you are expecting your feminine to work and if you are expecting and wanting yourself to be more tapped into your feminine I want you to think about what that looks like for you So if you were to close your eyes and imagine a really feminine version of yourself, what does that look like for you? And then write those things down and then your ego is going to come in and tell you how you can't have those things or how those things are too hard or how if you do those things, you're not strong enough, you're a failure. And then I want you to journal about that and start to really unpack it. Because when you become really in your feminine, there is this whole new kind of like relaxed, open, sensual and connected to movement and the elements way of doing life. That was the longest random sentence. But Basically, when you tap into your feminine, you're so much more relaxed and open and sensual to like literally everything. And like I've been saying, everything is fucking easy. Your dinner takes like an hour to be made. That's fine. Like it's so easy. It's not even a big deal, right? And that also is like so freeing because you react with way more grace and love to every situation. So when someone's pissing you off, you're like, that's fine. No problem. Like when the fucking dude on the phone, I'm like 18 t and I'm trying to get my bloody hotspot to work and he's being such an asshole, I'm like no worries, sir. Have a really amazing day. And then I just hang up the phone and I don't let it bother me because that's me being flowing in the feminine. I'm like, it's easy. Of course, of course my, um, my hotspots isn't working. That's fine. No, no problem. Um, and whilst both sides of the masculine and feminine are needed, I'm right now talking mainly about the feminine and down the track, I'll do an episode more about the masculine and how you need to also be grounded in the masculine. Um, in case for some of you, you are too in the feminine and that's obviously really important. But I want you to really start thinking about what feminine means to you and, and create your own definition. So for me, my definition of feminine is strong but graceful or soft but strong because I, I really like, I really like um, telling myself that I am the fierce feminine. I am not a soft feminine. I'm a fierce feminine. I, I'm more of that like, you know, bitchy goddess, like the sassy queen. That's who, that's my archetype. That's, that's who I really associate myself with. And there's times where I'm a lot softer and I'm a lot more gentle, especially when I'm around men. But generally speaking, in terms of business and life stuff, I am the queen archetype. And I can totally do a podcast about the different archetypes. If you guys are interested, just send me a little Instagram DM so I know or like send me an email or whatever. But I want you to think about how what your style of the feminine is and how what you can do to really tap into that. And don't think that you have to then like fuck off with your masculine. No, no, no. It's about bringing in more of the feminine so that you can have more sexual polarity and more attraction in all areas of your life because polarity is in every area of our life. You know, you've got the thunders and you've got, you got the thunder and you've got the sun. You've got the black and the white. You've got the the fast and the slow. We've got polarity in every area of your life. And when you can actually appreciate those polarities and see both sides and not actually attach yourself too much to either side, but rather flow between the two, everything becomes so much easier. And actually I was saying this tonight to my friend that like when you can put intentions out of things, but not attach yourself to the outcome, that's the feminine where things become really freeing. You're manifesting, but you're releasing the how to. Whereas the masculine 
wants to plan and map out the how-to. The feminine just puts it there like, yeah, I'm moving to New York. The how? Fuck knows. But like, it's just happening. So that is, um, like, obviously there's ways that like I want to move this year. And in terms of like getting a green card, like my brother has to be 21 for me to get a green card. So like I need to wait. Anyway, whatever, beside the point. The point is like, if you want something badly enough, you're going to make it happen, but you're also not going to push so much because you really trust and surrender and you work from a state of ease and flow, but everything becomes easy. You're just like, you're just like this floating energy and you know, you're in the quantum, like the quantum field isn't the past or the present. It's not the shoulds, it's not the what ifs, it's not the, you know, you are Monica, you have blonde hair, you are strong. No, no, the quantum field is just like energy. It's just energy. You are when you close your eyes, if you go into a deep enough meditation when your eyes are closed, and I, I take the girls in my mastermind and my academy through this, which is super exciting. Hold on, I'm getting a sip of tea. Oh, yum. Um, when you, I've got this really beautiful new um, like crystal coaster as well and um, this really beautiful mug as well that I got from Anthropology the other day and I'm just feeling like all the high vibes and all the sexiness. Anyway, um, when you are going to a deep enough meditation, um, you can take yourself into the quantum field where it's like you see just black and you feel like you're out of your body. That's a quantum field and that's where you can really understand that all you are is energy and when you can actually allow yourself to be detached from your body, from your outcomes, from the way you look, from the way you feel in that day, from being hungover or like whatever it is or from a certain number of clients you need every month, when you can detach yourself from that outcome, then you create the space for it to allow, be allowed to come in. And this is why I'm so about with my clients creating a space. And it lights me up so much when I do a session with a client and then like I'll go into like Instagram afterwards and she's like on there being like, I'm feeling so amazing and free. And just like, you can just see that every week after week, the way she's showing up on Instagram for her followers and her clients, it's just like she's more open and open and open. But as I watch it from the get from like, you know, two weeks ago to now, I'm like, and you might know who you are because I had a session with you today and today's the 25th of February. Um, actually 24th in Australia, in New York, 25th in Australia. Um, if I watched her Instagram stories from like two weeks ago to today, I can see the cl- not the clarity, but like how much more space she has in her energetic field just from tapping more into this surrender flow state. And do not think this surrender flow state means getting no work done. I am the queen of work. In in fact, that like in, in the sense that like we had a group coaching call, uh, sorry, like a business um, call the other day and we were talking about, and I was actually saying like, you know, I, I know a lot of you, like your idea of like, success is like or like what you want for your business is to be able to like not work and just like you know do nothing during the day and get money that doesn't actually serve me like I love working the idea of not working for a day actually like does not light me up it actually like kind of disgusts me I'm like what the fuck that sounds so boring like I love my job so much and um what was I saying with this um I cannot remember what I was saying with this let me just pause it and rewind I think what I was saying was that like for some people, what I, what I will quickly say with what I was just saying was that like for some people that serves them in terms of like not working and that's a great, great goal for them. But for me, that absolutely like does not serve me. Maybe that's also really understanding your uh, personality type. But what I will say is that when you can create that space and really, oh, that's what I was going to say. When you can detach yourself from the outcome, you create the space within you for the outcome to come. But when you have 
way too much attachment to it and way too much writing on the wall and way too much expectation, you're not actually allowing the space for it to come. So like even currently, like, yes, I work every single day. Yes, I love it. But like there is this full state of flow. And if like I have a discovery call and then like the client's like, no, like actually I don't want to. I'm like, cool, no worries. Like it doesn't affect me. It's almost like, and this is even like when I'm at my, when I'm, you know, like out and about or like dealing with other people's energy, like their shit doesn't affect you when you are um, allowing yourself to get to like the quantum field and understand that you are just energy. Because when you are just energy, nothing affects you. It's only when you let things affect you that they can actually affect you. So what I want you guys to think about is what are some of the things in your life right now where you are attaching yourself and your success or validation or like I'm worthy enough? What are you attaching yourself so closely to the outcome with? Because you can't achieve the outcome fully and to the correct extent that the um, universe wants you to if you have so much writing on it because you are placing this heavy-ass expectation and this dense, fearful energy around it. And that fearful energy is going to squash the chance of any abundant energy coming through. So start tapping into your feminine. Start figuring out what are the things that are going to bring my feminine in. Because it is so incredible to me that as soon as I created this space within myself and as soon as I got this whole ridiculous amount of flow into my life, I have never made so much money. I have never had so many clients and I have never found life so easy as the way I do it today. So that is what I want you guys to think about. Um, next episode, I will make sure I do another period episode because I know the past couple of few, ha- the past few haven't been period episodes, but I wanted to do this one because it was really coming up for me today with clients and also just with being in New York. And it was just like, I was thinking about it. So hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I will talk to you soon. Um, as per usual, send me any requests that you have, because if you know me, you know that I'm the worst decision maker. And when I get requests, it really makes my life seven million times easier and I can be way more in flow so have an amazing day and I will talk to you soon well thank you again for tuning in and listening to my podcast I hope that you got lots of nuggets out of today's show uh please 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 I would be really grateful if you could leave me a review so that more women can find the podcast and therefore I can help more women understand their period and fix their period problems Because after all, it's a much nicer life to live when we actually love our cycle because we do have to um, keep up with it every single month. Also, if you have any friends or loved ones that you think would enjoy my podcast, I'd be super grateful if you could send it to them as well just to share the love. And that's it for now. So I will catch you on the flip side. Have an amazing day or night wherever you are.